Hello and welcome, heroes, to the Crit Academy Unearthed Tips and Tricks. I am your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. And I'm your co-host, Brandon. What is this, sultry, sexy bee? We just we just talked about uh, shady places. <laughs> <laughs> we hope to inspire you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next D&D adventure. Yeah. Today, we're going to be introducing a myriad of awesome, starting with the monster Shadowborn. Ooh. Bum, bum, bum. Now, right, I'm going to be straight up, up front. I totally was inspired by the fades from Wheel of Time for this. If you do not know what that is, shame on you. I don't know what that is. Shame on you. Well, fuck you. Minus 10 cool points to you. Educate me then. I would love to. Oh, fuck. So, uh, in order to build this character, <laughs> this very um, shady character, get it? Because we were doing CD dives. Shady. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so to do this thing, you're going to start with the stat block of the fire elemental. What does that immediately tell you? Yeah, it burns. <laughs> well, that or it's incorporeal, right? Yeah. It's not as... It's not really physical, right? Um, so we have to do get rid of a few things. The the fire form is a big problem, and the illumination is a big problem. You want to get rid of that, and then of course we're going to change its touch attack. Um, we do want to give it stealth because it is you know shady and dark and and all that jazz. We are going to increase its intelligence and wisdom up to twelve because we want it to be smart and intelligent. Uh, of course, any sort of undead is going to have radiant damage. But the things that make this thing stand out are its ability to summon a phantom steed. So it can summon its own mount? Yes. If it's a phantom steed and it's incorporeal, does that mean it could ride through walls too? It can now. It can now because that is awesome. <laughs> like it, it's trying to get through a village and a bunch of people are waiting for it. It's like, I'm just going to go through the houses. Well, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, that kind of just blows me away. Um, so <laughs> it now can uh, uh, shift between the ethereal realm because that sounds way cooler than what I had. I gave it amorphous. Which basically means it can fit through small holes. Because uh, um, it's a cloud. Mm. Yeah, right? Um, and the, the, the artwork that goes with it has this really beautiful, like, Death Reaper type thing on a mount going on. But uh, we want to give it weakness to sunlight and, of course, vulnerability to radiant. Oh, so it's a third shifter. That's really good. <laughs> um, it's going to get undead fortitude, which means when it does go to zero, it has to make a con save. It might stop at one, making it potentially a pain in the ass to kill. I still remember one time where players could not kill a zombie for three rounds straight just because of that. <laughs> oh, dude, it can get brutal sometimes, especially when the damage dice are so low. Oh, what's the uh, undead feature where they die, but they come back after a minute? Flame skulls? They do that after an hour, though. I can't, I can't remember. Our grave bear monster had a spe- unique ability that, that was like that. That's what I was thinking. Because the players, okay. once they fight it, will probably take a short rest and it just pop up as yeah. soon as they take their, 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 um, let their guard down. Um, we're going to give it drain strength, or strength drain, which means when it does damage on a hit, it lowers their actual strength stab, which if it gets to zero means they're dead. Which is brutal. And we're going to give it a legendary action. Now this one's really fun. Forced obedience. The target um, basically must make a wisdom saving throw. Or spend its turn kneeling before Zod. I mean, before the Shadowborn. What do you guys think? Very interesting. How could you see you guys getting use out of this? So, uh, I want to give you my opinion. Is but that, I is that for uh, every character? Has to make that save? A target. Just one. Just one? Singular. Not plural. I do like the idea of it being closer to, like, Frightful Presence, though, where everybody that sees it has to make the save. 
Because that, I could, I could see that, that being... That can be brutal, though, if it's anything more than just running away. I could see that being used, like, harshly against the party. Like, watching someone as tough as the paladin or the fighter, the the someone who is following that god, and he, this creature looks at them, and they bow to him. They're like, oh, th- he must know who this is, so let's put our arms down for a moment. Interesting. That could be one way that plays out. That would be that'd be hilarious if the player took it that direction. Or they kneel and just boot to the head. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't head. give them control over it as a legendary action. It's just something that they can do right. uh, every round at the end of somebody's turn. So Boot to the head! You missed. <laughs> well, I gotta go. <laughs> well, the thing that I really like about it is the fact that it does have a mount. Um, that makes it incredibly fast, and it can move... Uh, and, and keep its distance. Yeah. Um, and I like the idea of it running by and just like ethereal scraping past the characters and trying to drain their soul one at a, one slice at a time. Or this thing stalking the players while they're on an adventure, but keeps its distance until they forget about it. And they until just until they don't. And they just <laughs> <laughs> and they just occasionally see in the distance the shadowy figure on this yep. distorted uh, flaming mount. Which I, they're translucent, but instead of it being like bright and golden like a paladin wood, it's dark and necrotic, right? Anyway, <sighs> okay. Did you say that it had, it had vulnerabilities? Yeah, radiant, radiant, and sunlight, and sunlight. And sunlight. What if there was like two or three of these guys, and your druid was using a uh, uh, daylight, something like that? But it's a, but just using it to surround the players, mm-hmm. and that's their only way to stay safe because they're so strong and they're relying on this druid's ability to keep doing those over and over and over again until I can figure out a plan. That sounds awesome. Druid falls unconscious. Oh crap. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well and that was part of the thing behind design behind it is that I wanted you want spells like uh, daylight and the light spell to be the potent tools of battle, right? Um so Smite is radiant, isn't it? Technically yes. Yes, but I don't actually think it Yeah, it does and it does does it say it does radiant damage or yes. weapon? Okay. Yes. It's a uh, sneak attack that does weapon damage. Ah, okay, okay. Um, anyways, that'll do it for our monster, the Shadowborn. If you like this sort of monster and you want to check out all the lore, the stat block, and the beautiful art, please consider becoming a patron to get access to that. <laughs> Shadowborn. Uh, now, remember one time where I posted online, I can, I can get a stranger. Question? You, you know the uh, catch projectile ability a monk has? Yep. Does that take into account sneak attack damage? <laughs> I like that. It's a legit question. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, all right, so this is an interesting uh, adventure we're going to talk, this encounter, the Seed of Corruption. Um, I really like <laughs> encounters where the players stumble across something that's already in progress. Um, do you guys ever run anything like that where they just they go somewhere and something has already been done and now this bad thing is happening? That would be interesting. Because it doesn't happen very often, does it? No. no. Usually they actively are hunting the problem, not stumbling into it. I think I did pitch an idea one time where you, your players, when you're going through a sewer, accidentally stumble across a secret society meeting. Yes. See, and, that's a really good one. And like, <laughs> how did you find us? Hello. We, we, we uh, we're, weren't trying to find you. We just came we across Billy right at Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> Billy told us to turn left at the, you're supposed to go right. Damn it, Billy. <laughs> no, and this is kind of what's happening. I think it was inspired by one of your uh, your messages, um, where these drow have already just destroyed an entire village. Ooh. 
um, and they are performing a dark ritual for Lolf, right? Ooga chaka, ooga. <laughs> <laughs> At the center of this town. Um, and whatever the, the ritual is should be tied to their, their, their following of Lolf or trying to summon something or just maybe it's a ritual sacrifice. The, the, de- the deed is done. It's already over. The yeah. players can't save. They can only avenge. <sighs> React. Yeah, right? Assemble. Yes, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, so obviously in this case, if Drow spot them, they're quickly going to attack. But if this happens and the characters stumble across this, do you think that they're going to take time to learn what actually happened? Probably not. So do you think as a GM you could have fun with that? Oh, yes. It depends on the players. What do you mean? If you have players that are heavy in the roleplay and like to learn lore, then yeah, of course. Yeah. If you're running a thing of a bunch of murder, murder hobos that just want to do fighting and combat, yeah, they're not going to give a shit. Right, like, but them drown, let's so go get what them. happens if what happens if they find out that the drow didn't do it? <laughs> they're just benefiting from it. Oh, that's what a twist. Maybe some <laughs> bandits already did it, and they were con- they were going to do it anyway. Just bandits beat them to it, so they just killed the rest of them. Wait a second. So you spent all this time summoning the spider demon? Yes. Continue. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I don't know. I really like the concept behind the 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 damage is already done, yeah. right? But I think you could even do it better where maybe, just maybe, they missed one or two people. Maybe the drow outnumber them. Maybe it's a tough battle. Maybe they're forced to retreat. And, and during the retreat, they spot, you know, somebody alive, an elderly or a young child, in a, in a, like, a upstairs window or something, hiding. And they're just peeking up to see the noise and commotion caused by the players. But the players are completely surrounded. They might be able to win, but they don't really know. So do they try to just fight and hope for the best and potentially they all die? Or do you think they try to go and rescue the younging and fend off the drow while they do so? They might just join them. Join the drow? (laughs) Seems unlikely. Unlikely, but possible. Maybe. That definitely would be interesting. It would really shoot the GM in the foot. (laughs) So... Shoot the GM in the foot. Oh, yeah, let's give inspiration on that 20s. That sounds fun. Ugh, I hate that rule. All right. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for our uh, encounter, uh, the Seed of Corruption. Our magic item is super simple. It is a uh, Armor of the Infernal. This is really cool. Um, the armor is made of black scales. Can you imagine where they came from? Uh... A red dragon. It's like... <laughs> A dragon turtle. <laughs> it is resistance to <laughs> fire damage. <laughs> um, so what's really cool about this a is... Jackal, a jackal! Let's look at jackal! 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 It's just been painted black. Not only does it... It's a shield, so it does the plus two AC, but it also resists... Uh, it resists fire. But it can release a torrent, a line of fire that does 8d6 in a 20-foot line. It literally... That sounds it, familiar. How so? You remember uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time? I do. When you had to fight the witches? I do. It's a you had to grab shield? the powers of the shield and you shoot the other one with the uh, yeah. element? No, it's just an armor. I'm sorry. <laughs> but let's say, I don't remember no, reading shield. Yeah, no, it's an armor. I apologize. The next one, I think, is the shield. I'm guessing it's we, a scale mail, right? Yes, it okay. is. Mm. We were we were talking about the, the other shield today. Oh. It threw me off. Yes, you're right. It's armor. 
um, that basically allows you to release a basically a torrent of flame. I thought you were in protection. I was wearing my armor. <laughs> I love Dragon Ball Z. That bar of animal fat. <laughs> uh, Team Four Star Go. Uh, all right. So uh, this is a, a nice piece of armor that gives some resistances and also gives a single use uh, offensive attack that they can use once daily at dawn. What do you guys think about this? Armor of the Infernal. Burning armor, but bad chafes. So much. <laughs> Nobody you... asked about the black the black scales. Your resistance to fire? Yeah. And the scales came from a black dragon, I assume. No, it didn't. Black dragons breathe the acid. Yeah. Then it came from a red dragon, they're painted black. No. Give him a demon? What the it fuck? It came from a demon. It came from a demon. Demon scales? Armor. Some do. Some do. I know that. So the real question is. Did a, does a player get to craft this, or do they just find it on another oh, shit. enemy or for sale somewhere? Maybe if uh, the Ose Drow summon a demon, and they kill the demon, and then they can craft it from that. That's true. All right, our, that'll do it for our magic item. Before we move on to our Dungeon Master trip, everyone, Exotic Equipment Perks is live right now. If you're not backing it, you need to. It is 63% done right now. As of this recording. Yeah. Give me my, give me my, give me my, give me my. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we really need your help to push it over the uh, 100% mark, so please help us get there. Um, single-handedly, this is one of the best ways I've improved my games, especially with my monsters as the DM. Changing out armor and weapons and giving them different perks means my monsters are so much more versatile now. Um, same thing with the characters. An- another layer of customization just makes it interesting. You know, and can you just just imagine that, right? You have I your pl- you have your player saying, "I'm going to cast fireball on a group of enemies, enemies over there." One of those enemies chucks a light hammer at him and smacks him in the face, interrupting it, and it interrupts that, and now they have to ah! save for the next turn. Isn't that crazy? But that also means because it forces them to store it as if it was readied. Anybody that hits them means they have to make a con save. Boot to the head, which means there's a chance that it'll get totally canceled. It's brutal. <laughs> we should totally for other sure I'd give a feature called boot to the head. <laughs> <laughs> I think currently it's like blade catch or something where you can make an unarmed attack roll. Yep. And if you're higher than the attack roll against you, you can catch the weapon. <laughs> That's so fucking cool. It's a, it's a scene that I ripped right from uh, Swert, uh, Stormlight Archives. Yep. Where you know Kaladin's got this happen. blade coming to him and he just snaps his hands together and catches it. Entire audience crickets. Like, <gasps> it's awesome. So please, yeah, consider backing us and help us bring this project to life. We really need each and every one of your supports. We can't do it without you. Now, moving on to our dungeon master tip, you guys. Points of interest. Who? A big rock. I'm gonna stab you. It's <laughs> a point of interest. That is not a. <laughs> that is not a point of interest. That is a rock. Now, if it's the rock, that is a point of interest. What if you got a bunch of people bowing to it? That might bring up some questions. Damn, that's a good point. <laughs> a good point. All right, so uh, points of interest, honestly, are essential no matter what game you're playing. When it comes to role-playing, a video game, a movie, points of interest drive what? Role-play. Well, I was going for interest, but I'll take role-play too, I think. So the um, giant stone ring is hovering about this town. Yeah, it's been there. <laughs> uh why i don't know it's been there since long before i was born <laughs> yeah, you get used to that for a while <laughs> so anyways um whether it's unique forests man-made wonders 
statues that represent something historical in a village, these points of interest can build opportunities to feed the lore right. players, the people mm -hmm. that love learning about the little nitty-gritty about your world. And it doesn't have to be big and fancy. It doesn't. If you go into a village, it's just a regular old village like they always go, but there is a woman holding a giant – a statue of a woman holding a giant-ass pie, what do you think the players are going to do? Hmm, I want some pie. Why is there a lady with a giant <laughs> pie got her own statue? Oh, this is where uh, homeless meat pies were invented. There you go. It's like, wow, did you take care of the homeless? Yeah, you can look around. You won't find any. See, <laughs> so now it's worth noting that I... <laughs> 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 you, just, you just caught that. <laughs> That's bad. Um, oh, God. Um, I know how to solve a homeless and hunger problem at the same time. <laughs> well, it, yeah. the first thing that came to yeah. mind, and I'm just kind of thinking yeah. this off of the thing, but I can't stop thinking about the homeless meat pie now. Um, if, if people could overcome their aversion to cannibalism, Deadpool could solve all the hunger. I like that. He's not um, lying, but he's right. <laughs> I like the idea of a this woman uh in orcs invading town, right? And I'm telling the, you she does a pie as a peace offering, isn't it? It's poisoned. Oh. She offers pies to invading orcs and wipes them out by filling them with poison. And a slow acting poison. So they all eat it up and then they just <laughs> There's something that she's shaking what? her head like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. That'd be heroic to me. What's this strange seasoning in this pie? It's nightshade. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's your what? Nightshade. <laughs> Frog's breath. That's Regardless of what it is, <laughs> no matter what, put at least one point of interest in every location the player characters visit. It doesn't have to be a super big deal. You can just come up with one line, and if they take the hook, then flesh it out after that. Just have one line of dialogue for it. This was, you know, Miriam who <laughs> stopped us from being enslaved and brutally beat by orcs. How? She fed them pie. Poison pie. That made them cry. Then you can turn it into a rhyme. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for our Dungeon Master I don't think this is, this is the time. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to our player tip of the podcast. Don't, don't be a dick. dick. And you can avoid dickitude by role-playing the GIF. Have you guys ever played as a GIF? Yeah, I mean a Jeff, right? I am going to stab <laughs> you with my straw in the eye right I now. Told, I told my players about that Easter egg, and they thought that was the funniest shit ever. Uh, fucking GIF. Get out of here. Right no, now. I'm on... <laughs> what team GIF? I'm joining team GIF. It's uh, GIF. There's, there's, you know why? There's two. Because I'm right, you're wrong. I'm big, you're small. According to the well, book, there's two tribes. One's called GIF, one's called JIF. Is that true? Did you read the book? No, it's still sealed. All three of them that are bundled together are still sealed. It specifically says, as an Easter egg, I, I saw this on TikTok. He's looking through the book and says, look at this. Uh, there's two different tribes of the GIF, and that's because some pronounce their names with a hard G or a soft G. <laughs> So there's a GIF tribe and there's a GIF tribe. So that's not a joke for me saying, oh, graphics interface format. It's like, that's their name. Is one tribe bigger than the other? I don't know. Okay. I need to know what kind of peanut butter they all have. Yeah. Jiffy. That's a lube, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Anyways. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. 
<laughs> anyway, <Crunchy>. so <laughs> GIF are proud and militaristic races. They're very much elephant people, which is awesome. Hi- hippo. I thought they were hippos. Damn it. I'm <laughs> thinking a lie. I just had Loxodon in my head. That's the elephant people, right? Yes. Okay. They are hippo people. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just lost, like, any D&D cred. Uh, oh, wait. Anyway, so. Some? Is a hippopotamus really just a hippopotamus or just a cool potamus? Alicia just said a hippo pe- pe- What did you say? A hippo people puss? What? I can't even say it. A hippo people puss? Uh, we know I can't say words. Anyways, they often serve as mercenaries, specifically bodyguards is a very common trope. They really like their militaristic weapons, by the way. Um, they stand out in a crowd thanks to their towering height, their big muscles, and their ridic- ridiculously large jaws. <laughs> and their little tiny ears. Of course, they all wear like Hindi style uh, uh, clothing, I think, which is kind of cool. The uh, image itself stuck in my head is one wearing a old timey British safari. <laughs> <laughs> With a blunderbuss. Uh, Cheerio. Yes. Blunderbuss. That's so funny. Cheerio, let us go. Get, click, click, get, boom. Get. <laughs> Sir, you are being hunted. Sh- sh- shall we give you a chance like a head start? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, make it 20, I'll make sure I don't shit myself. So when you're role-playing a, a GIF, <laughs> it's also important to know that they love explosions. They love explosions. Really, really big explosions. If they need, if something needs removing, they're always happy to go, Right, Governor, do you need me to blow it out of the way? <laughs> no? Okay. Um, so, which is what they excel at in, in combat, right? So whether you come up with grenades or magic, whatever, that's kind of their gif, uh, their gif, their jams. <laughs> Remember that they're always looking for an yeah. opportunity to show off their strength and their courage. That's really okay. important to a gif, a gif. What, a gif, damn it, it's a gif. I don't care what you say. Excuse me, kind sir. If you choose not to judge, we assure you the big kaboom will hurt much less momentarily. <laughs> You know what? If you have not seen, uh, uh, what is that new Marvel flick? Moon Knight. There's a giant hippopotamus, and the voice that comes out of it is not what you expect. It's a tiny little voice of a small, tiny girl. And all polite and everything, but she's just ginormous. That's what I envision of GIF. And they're they're, they're full of courage and strength, and they're kind. Um, But if you're, they can be very bolsterous about their courage. And they like to celebrate it, right? Very much, you guys, uh, uh, the, those old-timey safari hunters, right? Talking about their their great accomplishments. That's what they do. But I, they do it in such like a polite manner. Like, you know, governor, I once slayed a massive chupacabra. Yes, it was quite – and it starts telling you a story of how they did it down in this, this raging forest with nothing but a single shot in their blunderbust and a net. I say, one time I once encountered a group of orc brigands, and I sh- then engaged them in a round of fisticuffs, and then I gave them a very excellent thrashing. <laughs> Why did you have a fist a, cuff, a fist full of cuffs? Why not? Fisticuffs? Do they have hands? Yes! Yeah. I just, I'm, I can't get the hippo. You think gifts sound British and gifs sound Australian? <laughs> I, guess, I don't know, maybe. Anyways. Dip. Dip. You know... I assert, according to the meme, that drow have Australian accents because they're from a land down under. Oh my god. 
That's really good. I'm, I'm disappointed that I didn't think of that. Anyways, um, remember that to stay true to your gifts code of honor, you'll have to be enjoyable and you'll have an enjoyable experience. And, 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 and honestly, they make really good paladins. I think they do. And if that's you want to try something different, I really recommend yeah. playing a GIF paladin that has a code but isn't necessarily lawful good. So I say I believe this individual here deserves a good smiting. <laughs> <laughs> I think love it. If Rao can say that, then Tieflings can say that they're from the south, the deep south. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from the south. The deep south. <laughs> and they giggle every time they say it. All right. That'll do it for our player tip of the podcast. Don't, Don't be, be a, a dick. dick. And you can avoid dickitude by role-playing as a gif. Gif. No, gif. 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 <laughs> if you enjoy the show <laughs> and you would like to support us, please consider visiting Crit Academy, picking up some of our content, or becoming a patron. A patron is a great way to support the channel. Uh, every month we email fancy stuff every week to your mailbox, so you always have what you need for your D&D games. Follow us on social media. If you watch on YouTube at all, follow us. If you don't watch on YouTube, still subscribe. Uh, leave us a review. All that stuff helps drive other people to see our show. I am your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. And I'm your co-host, Brandon. Thanks for listening. Keep your blade sharp and spells prepared, heroes! If you want a reason to incorporate guns, if you haven't already, the hip, the hippopeopopus, what did you call it? <laughs> she can't even <laughs> say it behind the camera there. Hippopeopopus. Uh, Hippopeopopus. Hippo no, hippo Hippo. They're not stormtroopers. People miss. Hippopeopopus. Puppy no, monkey baby. Mus. Puppy monkey baby. Hippopanamus, not miss. Fine. Hippo people bus. Hippo, Damn it. Hippo people. Fuck. Sorry, Ellie. <laughs>